This morning we are talking about the benefits of soul winning. What you get as a Christian when you win souls. I may digress a little, but I'll still come back on the track. Now, beloved, soul winning is the heartbeat of God. Soul winning is the great commission Jesus Christ gave to us. As a matter of fact, if you refuse to win souls, we make the death of Jesus Christ inactive and, in quote, useless. Now, the church of today is struggling and the church of today is having so much problems because the church is full of non-Christians. The church of today have pastors who are not believers. The church of today have elders who are not believers. The church of today have dickies and dickinesses who don't know Jesus Christ. Now, it is so sad the way of late or for some time now, the, the structure and the method we have adapted in bringing people to church. Now, we do not preach the gospel to people so that they will repent and come to church. But we invite them to church. Now, when I invite somebody to church and he gets to church, gospel is not being preached. Now, assuming that day I bring somebody to church and the preacher man is speaking about David and Goliath. And he tells you that any Goliath in your life would die in 2022. Receive it in Jesus' name. And right after that, something that was so much important on apostolic pulpit was what we call altar call. An elder will come and recap at least one or two messages of the gospel. Talk about the death of Jesus Christ. Talk about the essence of surrounding your life to Jesus Christ. Talk about the need to receive the man as your Lord and personal Savior. We have stopped. And the new method is that if today the first and you are watching with that, raise up your hand. Then people raise their hands. Please come forward. My name is Edatwa Sati. Come tell us your name, where you live, and why you are here. Oh, I'm at La Paz. I'm here to worship with you. Oh, hallelujah. He joins the, the church. And what I call religious experience, he goes through the process. In the next two months, he, he's reading the scriptures. He read the scriptures for some time. He joined Divine Crew. Gradually becomes a deacon and elder. And for all you know, he becomes an overseer. And he has never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior. Why? Because the gospel was not preached to him. Now, let me tell you something. The essence of the gospel. The fact that Pastor Kumi Asari is a pastor of that pastoral church does not automatically make his children Christians. I have been a Sunday school teacher for the past 27 years. And the experience I have in Sunday school is what I will share with you. Now, when God created the heavens and the earth, if you look at creation very well, I'm not digressing, but I'm going to give it, get the foundation, then we will go. If you look at creation very well, creation has to do with relationship. There was relationship in creation. So I always say that there was life in relationship. Now, when God created the sea, 
and he wanted to create the living creatures in them, the fishes in them. God did not create the fishes and place them into the sea. But the Bible says that he spoke to the sea that let the waters produce the living creatures in them. And the water produced it. Now when he wanted to um, create the plants and the crops, he spoke to the earth that let the earth produce four fruits and the fruits came. So if you look at fish and water, my, a, a friend of mine say that um, what concerns fish if rain is falling? I mean, he lives in the water already. It's usually to a fish that ever not very. So we realize that if anytime you take a fish out of the water, you said the fish is struggling. And if you don't put it back into the water for some time, it will die. Now you can go out there and find because of the pavement taps, you may not find one. Anytime you uproot a plant or something that you have, um, I mean, if you uproot anything from the earth, after some few hours, the leaves become to it begins to become soft, and the next two days become dry. Why? You have uprooted from its source. It can never survive unless it is attached to its source. Now, when God wanted to create man, He said, "Let us say, let us." God spoke to Himself. Let us create man in our own image and after our likeness. So, our source of life is God. So, as the source of the life of a fish is the sea or the water, so is man. Because God spoke to Himself. We believe in the Trinity God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We believe in this three. So, the Father spoke to the Son and the Holy Spirit. God, they were all present at creation. God, the Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was void. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So the Holy Spirit was present. And the Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 1, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. When you come to verse 14, it says, And the Word became flesh. What did God use to create things? The Word. So the Father was speaking the word, which is the Son, and the Spirit of God was there. So he spoke to them that, Son, Holy Spirit, let us create man in our own image and after our likeness. Image has to do with the shape and design, but likeness has to do with character. So after the first man was created, God told Adam that, Adam, listen, these are the things I have created. Name them. And because God created him, because God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, he acquired the power of creation and he was able to create names for all the things God has created. So the source of man was God. Then God gave man a command. Now, let me give you this one before I continue from here. When God created the first man, Adam, I would say that now, even before the first man, Adam, was created, he was in God. That is why after he has formed him with the dust of the ground, he had to breathe into his nostrils. So the breath that came out of God was bringing man out. And the Bible says the man became a living soul. So man was in God. And God brought him out. Now when God brought Adam out, everybody 
was in Adam. All of us were in him. So when God, went, when God saw that it was so good for him to live alone, and therefore he needed a helpmate, he did not form Eve with the dust of the ground anymore. But the Bible says that he caused a deep sleep to Adam, and he took one of his ribs. He took who? One of his ribs. He took the woman out of Adam, because she was in him. So you and I were in Adam. Now, after God took her out, then there, be, there became a separation. So we, the rest of us, were in them. So when you read the Bible, he says that male and female created he them and called their name Adam. So all of us were in both Adam and Eve. That is why it is it is the a way that unless a man have an encounter with a woman before there can be reproduction. So we're in them. Now, God gave them a command that there was a particular tree in the garden called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Do not touch it. Do not eat it. The day you eat of that tree, you will die. Now, when the serpent came to deceive the woman, she asked the woman, what did God say? And said, God said that when we eat of this tree, we will die. Then the serpent told the woman, you will not surely die. Now, beloved, if you are not very careful, if you are a careless Christian, there are certain things you will not understand them. The word death is so simple. The word death means separation. So we have three types of death. We have spiritual death, physical death, and eternal death. And all these three means separation. That is why we don't keep dead bodies at home. That is why a place has been designed to keep dead bodies. Even when the family is not ready, when there is no money, government has designed a place where you can keep it for, for, for the meantime. And when you are ready, there is still a place you keep it permanently. But the word death means separation. Now, the woman thought that they would fall down and die. But the serpent told her, you will not surely die. And so, if we listen to the serpent, there was an iota of death in the statement. You will not surely die, but you will die. And they ate it and they died. So when God came that evening into the Garden of Eden, they were running away. They were not able to come closer to God. And God asked them, why have you eaten all the fruit I commanded you not to eat? When they ate of that food, they could not come near God anymore. Why? Because they have eaten of the food God asked them not to eat. So the Bible says that God was not happy with man. And she told the woman, God told the woman that in labor, you go through pain in labor. And he looked at Adam and said, you, because you have hacked the voice of your wife and you have disobeyed me. Curse is the ground for your sake. Tons and testicles you will tell and you wipe the sweat of your face before you eat until you go back to the ground for the ground that you came from. Death was pronounced in the Garden of Eden after Adam has sinned. I believe that if they have not sinned, you wouldn't have died. Now who tells you the earth is not enough to contain all of us? Like by now, Methuselah and Abraham were all we alive and we will all be with them. The earth is so big, we have not covered even 10%. Hallelujah. 
Then after that, God drove them out of the Garden of Eden. Now my message here is that because we were in them, when the separation happened, they were separated with us. When God was driving them out of the Garden of Eden, they left the Garden of Eden together with us. So we left the presence of God even before birth. Because we were in them, the separation happened together with us. So right in the Garden of Eden, you and I were separated from God. So a, a point came in time when Jesus Christ came, the Son, that go and die and save my people. Now when Jesus Christ came, he, the Bible says that he reconciled the world back to the Father. So Jesus Christ was carrying the ministry of reconciliation. Now, the consequences of the fall was not only about their salvation or their relationship with God, but it even affected their financial life. But he told Adam that tons and testicles you would till before you eat and you wipe the sweat of your face. So the day Jesus Christ was arrested, first of all, he took away that case. The crown that he wore was made out of thorns. He wore a crown that was made up of thorns. This is the symbol that I have taken out of all that cares. Then they took him to the tree. If you read the scriptures very well, Jesus Christ has always referred to God as my father who sent me. 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 But when he was hanged on the cross, the Bible says that he shouted with a loud voice that Eli, Eli, lama sabatani. Which means, my God, my God. Why not my father, but my God? Because he has taken a certain position which he cannot refer to his own father as father anymore. But he can say God. Why? He has taken our position because he has become a sin that day he has carried away the sins of the whole world you and i our sins were upon him so he could not refer to his own father as father anymore but he could say god and he asked why has that forsaken me and i say why has that forsaken me there was forsaken why has that forsaken me why because god looked at him his own son and he saw him to be a sinner and he could not come to help him on the cross anymore. And Jesus Christ felt the pains. He went through pains. But beloved, I just want to tell you that Jesus Christ was not killed. He was, he died. God, the two thieves died. And this man was still not dying. They pierced his side with a spear. And the Bible says that blood and water came out. The man became dehydrated. He was still not dying. And the soldiers wanted to break his legs. And one of them stopped him. So he got to a point that he himself said that, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And he gave up the ghost. They couldn't kill him. He died for our sins. And this is the message that he sent the church that go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. And anyone who believes in this word and receives me, I will save that person. Now, there is a sin problem in man. So it is not 
the gossip and the fornication and the arm robbery that makes somebody a sinner but because that person is a sinner that is why he's able to sin so if we are not if we do not preach the gospel unto the people if we not tell them about the saving truth when it comes to the salvation process there are three personalities in play god jesus christ and man god is a loving god who gave us his son jesus christ and the son came to die to save us i have already told you the position of man already man has been separated from god and if you preach the gospel to someone and he believes that way that he accepts that he is a sinner and therefore jesus christ came to die for him and he accepts him as his lord and personal savior the bible says that that person receives salvation and such are the people we are supposed to preach them and bring them to church but not to invite sinners to church and when they come to church because i used i when we were young and they will do altar call and the person will come and the person will raise up his hands say me can't can't me no i can't do me and after but today we have stopped all these things all is about we know me me tell up me me try better me boom awesome so oh yeah i'll call aladura we don't know the person's background and once we are going to as i said the next month he's reading scriptures the next month he has joined divine crew he has become a deacon an elder overseer then we are going we are pastors elders deacons and deaconesses who don't believe in in fact they have not accepted jesus christ they need a crusade i'm telling you i'm telling you that's why the church is struggling today that's why the church listen when the people receive jesus christ when they believe in the gospel paul asked them have you received the holy spirit they said no he lay hands on them and quickly they receive if like let's commit the whole service to lay hands nobody will receive it why no because the same problem is still there if the person had not received jesus christ as lord and personal savior there is no way the holy spirit can baptize that person that is why today baptism of the holy spirit has left the church that's why we are struggling as a church with the holy spirit but it was something common for the disciples that's why peter would say that gold and silver i don't have but what i have is that in the name of jesus arise how can we arise then the man arose and he was going to church he was late his shadow his shadow fell on somewhere and the person arose he was laying shadows today we are laying hands and nothing is happening why because the holy spirit is not in the church why because the people who are supposed to receive the holy spirit still have the sin problem in us we are still separated from god we have not received the saving truth we have not been preached to by the, the message of salvation we don't even understand who jesus christ is what he came to do and the essence of his death but today god is telling us that we should go out there and preach the gospel this year has been declared as the year of evangelism don't just be inviting people to church preach the gospel to the person let the person know his state of life the state of man and let the person know who jesus christ is that is why i told you that when the woman was created we were man or human beings were parted that is why god in his wisdom decided to use a virgin a woman who has never knew a man in her life but jesus christ was not conceived 
by any man, any woman who has knew a man. Because once a man and a woman have an encounter, anything that they produce is sin. But for Jesus Christ to be sinless, God used a virgin who was conceived by the Holy Spirit. So we could boldly say that he is the sinless son of God. There was no sin in him. Because no man a woman met. So God used a virgin. Not virgin by conversion. No, you are two types of virginity. Tony says he's a virgin by conversion. Since he has seven years wise, he has not done She said she has become a virgin. Again. He has become a virgin again. But this one, God used a real virgin. See, a real virgin. No, see, a real virgin. So, beloved, we are supposed to go out there and preach the gospel. Now, what are the benefits of preaching the gospel? What are the benefits of winning souls? Now, yesterday, I loved the topic so much. Say that the soul winner is wise. Anyone who wins souls is a wise person. Anyone who preaches the gospel to people and they repent and come to God is a wise person. And the Bible says that wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, seek wisdom. And in all thy seeking, seek understanding. Paul said that, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes it. So the moment you refuse to preach the gospel, you are suppressing and oppressing and depressing the power of God unto salvation. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes it. So if you refuse to preach the gospel, you are suppressing and oppressing and depressing the power of God unto salvation. God has done the work. He cannot automatically save anyone unless today, unless the person go through the process. Let me tell you something. There is no reward for the things that you don't do. No, the things that you don't do are good. It is good you don't fornicate. It is good you don't sin. It is good you don't gossip. It is good you don't steal. But there's no reward for those things. No, it will give you life. It will give you salvation. But reward, crown, also come for you. But the thing that you do are the thing that you receive reward and crown for. And the thing that you are supposed to do is to go out there and preach the gospel. But it is sad today that Christians our best friends are unbelievers. The people that we go to lunch with after at workplace are unbelievers. Sitting behind that plate of rice is an opportunity to tell him about Jesus Christ. That God loves you. My brother, since I accepted Jesus Christ, my life has changed. I, 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 my health is better. My financial life is okay. The things that people go through and they die, I don't even preach about Jesus Christ. Talk about him. Let him know the benefits that you have received as a Christian. But your best friend at work is not even a Christian. He doesn't believe in Jesus Christ. We are not preaching the gospel. We have stopped. But Paul said that, for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation. Beloved, we cannot talk about salvation without talking about the gospel. The gospel is that Jesus Christ is the only sinless son of God who came into the world to die for our sins. And the man truly died for our sins. When he hung on the cross, let me tell you something. And he died 
three things happen. Say three things happen. Now, the earth could not contain the power in his blood. So the Bible said there was a great earthquake and there was darkness all over the earth. Number one. Number two, people who had died, who had died and were buried, some arose, they got flesh, they came back to life and they came to Jerusalem and they showed themselves to people that here we are, we are back to life. When the man was dying, we were receiving life. Jesus Christ replaced death with life. So when he was dying, we were receiving life. The text that happened is that when you go to the temple, the temple was also traumatized. It was in three. You have the holiest of holies, the holy place, and the outer court. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says that the curtains that divided the holy place from the holiest of holies, and the holiest of holies, no one goes there except the high priest, and he goes there even once in a year. And if you are going there, that's what share the commission of you die. So if the high priest is entering into that place to do intercession for the church, they put a rope around his waist with a bell on it. So as he's there performing rituals and praying, the bell will be as, as sounding. When they realize that no, I don't even be this also for now you going to pick that dead body if you have sinned you also die so they pull the rope but the bible says that when jesus christ died that curtain fell so there was no place called holiest of holies and holy place and altar court anymore the church became one that is why we and paul can agree and shout that abba father why because we can pray ourselves now that you can't pray you don't even know how to pray bring a goat to the high priest. You perform a sacrifice for you on your behalf and you go in there and pray for you. So this is the essence of the death of Jesus Christ. And this is the message you are supposed to take out there. Not just invite people to church. Unbelievers to church. Leaders who are unbelievers. No, John Wesley. John Wesley said, I read, I read that he established so many churches. He has traveled all over the world, establishing the Church of Methodist. He went to London to establish a church there. The one day he was walking on the street and some two young men were having a crusade, they were preaching the gospel and as a pastor he said to a missionary, he said to stand and listen to them. And after listening to the real message of salvation, John Wesley realized he has not accepted Jesus Christ. After establishing so many churches, after establishing the church of Methodists, he realized that he has not accepted Jesus. And when they did what I call salvation invitation, we call it what I call, but as a son of say salvation invitation, John Wesley responded, he went to raise his hands, that today, he said today, I accept Jesus, he said, I accept Jesus. And he became a Christian from that day. So we are not talking about establishing churches. It's not about, I, I was part of upper room, and to the upper room said this week, no! It's about your salvation. It's about believing in Jesus Christ. We can't produce a church who, full of non-Christians. Because for the Holy Spirit, it doesn't even come. My passion is that let us put the gospel message. Now, in my own Sunday school department, after I went to, I went to so many CF, pro, um, CF programs, and there was a particular one. The one we, the, the one we did at Atiko. Article 1998. Yes, we did a particular program, 17 weeks. 
And when we came back, every Sunday school we attend that program was so high spirited that Sunday school was everything was our just in our DNA. We could not we could not live without the children. And my first teaching that I taught after that um, program or after that training, I had a boy in my class. It's called Serial, six years. Now, when I was ministering, he was crying. When I was ministering, the boy was crying. So after after and after Sunday school, there's something called salvation invitation, and he responded to salvation invitation. And we don't just do salvation invitation; we do what we call um, counseling for salvation. And I asked him why he cried. He said he has realized he's a sinner. I said, how do you know? He said, no, that the message I gave shows that he's a sinner from his mother's womb, and he's ready to accept Jesus Christ. Six-year-old boy. So George Spekion says that. A child of six, if the message of salvation is well presented to him, he can accept Jesus Christ. Today, the Sunday school is full of, we don't even have space. Teachers are struggling. They just teach them some, one or two things, and then gradually they graduate, they join us, and the church is full of non-Christians. Hallelujah. What are the benefits of preaching the gospel? I like yesterday, he said that anyone who wins souls is a wise person. Shall we turn our Bibles to Daniel chapter 12, verse 3? Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness are the stars forever and ever. Now, yesterday we are saying that the soul winner is a wise person, and Daniel is saying that anyone who is wise. So today, today, the wise person today is the one who wins souls. So Daniel is saying that he that is wise, in other words, he that wins souls, he that preaches the gospel shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness, they that are able to preach the gospel, people to repent and become Christians, they will also shine like the stars forever and ever. Hallelujah. Now, we find ourselves so much in darkness because we are not turning people into righteousness. But this say, the Bible says that if we are able to turn many into righteousness, we will shine like the stars. And we will be so bright like the firmament. The firmament is the space in between the clouds and the earth. So, where my hand is, it's called the firmament. Hallelujah. I hope you can see my hand. The Bible says you will bright, you shine like that. Amen. And you go to Mark chapter 10 verse 29 mark chapter 10 verse 29 mark chapter 10 verse 29 and jesus answered and said verily i say unto you there is no man that have left house or brethren or sister or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospel 
for the sake of Jesus Christ and for the sake of the gospel. But he shall receive an hundred now in this time. Houses and brethren and sisters and brothers. Now what Jesus Christ is saying is that anything that you forsake, anything that you let go, anything that you lose as a result of preaching the gospel, you receive it hundred times. Simple. That's what Jesus Christ is telling us. So the benefit of winning souls is that anything that you forsake, any pleasure that you let go for the sake of Jesus and for the sake of the gospel, you receive a hundred times. The Bible says that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto us. Why are we chasing after the additions? Goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, but we are chasing after goodness and mercy. Why? Because we don't do it. Beloved, go out there and preach the gospel. Amen. Oh, Premier Bibiara, Bidenije, Betineso, O Sande, Onunawa, Adum Shira, O Pejawansa, so Premier Bibiara, Bidenije, Betineso, Sande, Onunawa, Adum Shira Busu Peja on Sana Facheda Sona Kabi be a good Nababosu. May a Juma Meradi. May a Juma Meradi. So Premier Want to close our eyes? He who wins the soul is wise, and that wise person will shine like the firmament or heaven. He who tame many unto righteousness shall equally shine. Father, this is your word to us. Your mandate to us is non-negotiable to win a soul. Your mandate to us is not something that we can compromise. It is go ye. And go ye is the word. In fact, we have been convicted by the word today that we are the most disobedient personalities before you because we disobey your command of even talking about you to our fellow beings who do not know you. We are asking for repentance. We are asking for forgiveness. We ask that you forgive us. And we ask that the Holy Spirit empowers and enables us that we shall go forth without boldness, be inspired by the Spirit. That we shall talk about you to all who do not know you or to all who claim they know you 
but in reality they are far from you Holy Spirit all that we need or we require be it financial or whatever we are asking you to endow your church with it that this year we shall make your name